So what do you guys bring with yourself? Like what's some like things in your bag or your pockets that you can't go without before you head out? Like I feel like the obvious stuff is like wallets, cell phones. Yeah. I feel like we're all different though. Like we all have yeah. our own like certain things we can't be without. Yeah. What do you guys put it um, in though? Like, do you guys just do pockets? Do you have a bag? What's the, what's your deal? It definitely depends on where I'm going. Like I like now like now I have like I'm a, a purse guy now, right? Me too. Since I bought a, I bought a purse, but I only fill it with like I fill it with like a phone charger. Yeah lip balm and then whatever miscellaneous item i need for whatever place i'm going to True. but usually just yeah lip balm and then phone charger yeah i just bought a purse too it's yeah it's oh, sick what kind have you ever heard of the brand called telfar no so i've never heard of that brand uh, telfar is um from new york i don't know if it was this year or the year before but what no sorry he got robbed from the lvmh uh prize for accessory designer of the year um hmm. he's starting to blow up but the bags are really, really affordable. I don't know if you have your phone on you. Just Google look for a Telfar bag. Like they call it the Bushwick Birkin. It's pretty sick. Wow. Yeah, I'm on the website. Oh. It looks. Insane. Yeah, I'm on the website. I have too. the black medium one, and it's like really affordable. Oh. It's like it was like 180 bucks on Essence. Um, really? Yeah. Wow. But it's a tote and it's a purse and it's uh, it's been my game changer. Like I put phone charger in there my phone my i don't normally bring a wallet like i have um i have one of those phone cases with the wallet slots but now mm. but i just keep my wallet in the bag and then yeah like when we go like grocery shopping i put stuff in there i put like if i go anywhere i just it, it holds a lot so i just stuff anything in there really but yeah they're pretty sick yeah i've never heard of this brand so that's pretty sick. same Aaron, what do you bring with you everywhere I haven't gone out in a while, but like, cause I'm a student, I always just brought a backpack with myself. But I always Do you just keep bring anything like weird? anything weird, anything like special, like anything weird. Yeah, like hair, hair I product. feel like <laughs> I knew it. You guys need to, in cologne. Get, need to get into the tote game. Like backpacks are uh, yeah. no bueno anymore. I know. I, I've I've never yeah. like owned a a bag or anything like that. You guys have like, like you don't have any either. little like you don't have like a side bag purse. No totes are the that, new that thing. Adidas like, side bag. Like get a tote, <laughs> tote bag. A tote bag. Yeah, that sounds. A tote. Tote fit everything. Tote bags are like the the thing. Really? Aaron, we gotta I, get I, you on a tote. I, you guys gotta help me get on that. <laughs> yeah, like, that I sounds mean, good. The Telfar one, one's more of like a purse, but it still functions as a tote. But if you can get a tote, like I don't know if you guys ever seen on Instagram, just like the APC denim one that a lot of people have. Uh, but mm-hmm. every brand right now has a tote, so it can go from like really affordable to to like really expensive depending on what you want but like yeah totes are the move right now yeah start with something yeah. easy Aaron. like a canvas bag just get used to bringing a tote everywhere yeah. do you just, <laughs> just like kind of carry a hand or do you no you do it over, over the shoulder. shoulder your shoulder really? yep uh the oh telfar one i think is crossbody so it's pretty sick yeah i use my louis vuitton like the noob i use it as a crossbody because it just feels weird like on one arm no, your LV one's nice. Yeah. You, you should, or you should get, yeah, if you want to get a small bag like mine, you know, we can match. <laughs> <laughs> no, get the Telfar one. Sorry. Telfar ones are so sick. I'm actually considering it now, like. I think, I don't know what's what's left on Essence, because they were, I got it on sale at Essence. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you guys shop at Essence? Uh, uh-uh. Not my, not me, but my brother has. You guys should. Essence, it's just, yeah. The sale's on right now for 70% off. Oh, they, Aaron, let's do it. Oh, there's what, what's of, the website? S S E N S E. Okay. It's a it's like yeah. it's a luxury um 
store. They're based in Montreal, but they're mostly like um, online. But they carry everything, mm-hmm. like whatever you want, like the Off-White, one, the, Alexander Wang, whatever you want. Wow. There. Except they don't have Louis Vuitton because they think Louis Vuitton is like exclusive. Some of the Dior stuff's very exclusive. Yeah. But they have Prada, they have Saint Laurent, they have Margiela. Uh, and they also have like really random brands too, like Noah, NYC. They have Palm Angels there if you're into that. Like, holy shit! Yeah, Palm mm-hmm. Angels is very expensive. They have um, shit's nice though. Yeah. Palm Angels is like medium expensive. Let's be real. Medium expensive. <laughs> oh my gosh. Tips. Welcome back to the Pokey Project Podcast, the modern Filipino boy podcast on fashion and lifestyle design. What is up, you guys? This is Patrick. This is Aaron. And we have a very special guest. I'm so, yeah. We probably should have practiced this. Okay, whatever. Just, just uh, edit, edit that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this is, yeah. We'll Literally. formally introduce Rainer. Okay. Because he's special. Yeah, you, you, you need a formal introduction. Yeah. But um, a few weeks ago, like many weeks ago, actually, like months probably now, um, we had a very surprising um, DM from someone very, I feel like you're very high profile. Um, I guess like for Winnipeg, you know, like for the three of us at least, for Adrian, Aaron, and I. But um, this uh, this man is like probably like what what all of us aspire to be, you know, fashionable, you know, creative, cool. Um, but I'll let him introduce uh, introduce himself. Hey guys, yeah, I'm um, name is Rainer. I'm from Winnipeg, but I live in Toronto. Moved here five years ago, and I'm um, I guess I'm a fashion photographer, and I do it full time. It's me and my fiance. We're actually um, a duo. Uh, we both moved to to Toronto from Winnipeg. Or we do stuff right now for like El Canada. We do like the Hudson's Bay videos and ads. We do like we've done stuff for Vogue Arabia, some glamour Germany stuff. So like we're in Canada, but like we've done a bunch of things like outside of Canada as well. And then yeah, yeah. that's pretty much it. Like nice. full time coming from Winnipeg. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, literally. I feel like when I when I read your when I got your first DM and I mentioned it to the guys, it was just like, whoa, like <laughs> fashion photographer like reaching out to us to to talk to us that's pretty sick yeah like pokey project originally before we got into podcasting and stuff it was really just like men's fashion we wanted to just showcase style and then when it became a blog we started getting into more lifestyle so it's nice to kind of make it it's full circle back to um to having a guest who's very much into you know into fashion and fashion photography we had a talk i think was it two weeks ago when we had our little skype discussion yeah yeah, and we were really talking about your your journey to becoming a fashion photographer, especially from Winnipeg. Uh, for those of you listening who aren't from Winnipeg, um, this is a pretty small town. I feel like, yeah, fashion photographer from Winnipeg is pretty unheard of. Pretty much when when you reached out, I was very interested in just you telling people about your story, about how you kind of got into the, to like, you know, fashion photography, because... You said mm-hmm. you mentioned to me and Aaron that you were originally in university. You were you 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 pursued and completed a degree, and then you kind of made the switch after that. So can you just tell our listeners a bit about that pro- about about your journey to where to where you are now? Yeah, um, I graduated from Maples Collegiate, so I know <laughs> you represent. Too, right? We all did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two thousand seven, so pretty old. But um, yeah, I went, to, <laughs> I went to school for. Um, I was going to go into aerospace engineering. So I, I went into University of Winnipeg to do my physics degree, and then it was going to be um, 
like a two-year degree in University of Minnesota, and I was going to do that. So, but I uh, ended up just doing, yeah, I went to University of Winnipeg, did my physics degree. I finished that. And then um, I just like started really thinking about my life and what I really wanted to do with it. And um, I don't know, it just seemed really in your head. It's like, oh, you're going to do all these really cool projects with space and blah, blah, blah. But realistically, mm-hmm. like, I spoke with another um, engineer and he was working at Boeing. Another person was working at Canada Post. And it's like, is that necessarily the life I want? And like, I just, mm-hmm. I just picked up a camera and I was just like playing around with it. And I'm like, maybe I should, um, actually, I picked up a camera because uh, I was super into dance before. Like, I want to uh, mm-hmm. record videos of like doing choreography and stuff and then like posting that. Like, I was super into that. Uh, fun fact, actually, I was like, I um I danced in In the Zone One, with uh with Big Sky Dance. Yeah. Like way back yeah. then. Oh geez. What In the Zone are they on right now? Like seventeen Is it like... something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, Dang. So I picked up the camera and I was just playing around with it. I figured like if I'm in if I'm gonna be in the states like, uh, doing like school, I should do something so I can like have some kind of like partial income. So, I started getting into Sweet. that. Then somebody asked me to um photograph their debut and that they're like oh we'll pay 200 bucks and i was like oh shit like you can actually make money off of this so then Mm -hmm. a lot of equipment and getting into a lot of debt and i was like okay so (laughs) yeah like legit like i um i spent so much money in equipment that i was like in twenty thousand dollars worth of debt holy shit in the beginning when you first started like in the first year so i was like okay i've already invested this much into it like maybe I should follow through with it. And I started waiting mm-hmm. on my options of like, okay, I mean, with school, I could always go back. I mean, uh, our, what do you call that? Uh, education in Winnipeg is so cheap. Like my undergraduate degree was like, what, like 10 grand, 11 grand, like not even, like for the whole degree. Yeah. So yeah. like yeah. at very worst, like I can go back and like, you know, live this nine to five or live like this traditional nine to five kind of life. Like, it's not the end of the world. I was still young. Like, I graduated 21 from university. So, who cares? Like, it doesn't matter. Um, And it was, like, a really big, like, me and my mom fought about it for, like, two years, pretty much, about me going back to school and me not going back to school. And it was, like, a big, big, like, source of tension between us two. Yeah, I feel like that would have been so... Yeah, I feel like I'm curious about that because I went through a similar thing when I was just graduating high school, I told my parents, you know, like for like the past like year, year and a half, oh, I'm going to do nursing or I'm going to do spiritual care. And then suddenly I, you know, kind of had this realization and, you know, did communications and did something a little bit more creative. And we didn't necessarily fight, but I feel like they were totally like, like they were just so shocked. And they, I think, I don't think they knew how to react. So how, like when, when your parents would talk, like like, what, what was it about? Was it just like, changing your mind or was it just like what the hell like just because really like the, these changes like they come out of nowhere right we just kind of followed them yeah mm-hmm. I think it was um mm-hmm. it was a lot of they're just trying to convince me and every time there was a downtime to speak or to like talk to me they would always mm-hmm. be like hey why don't you go back and just do this on the side and how about you just go to school and then this could be your part-time thing and mm-hmm. I was like yeah, maybe. I don't know. Actually, just thinking about it now, like, I don't quite remember where my headspace is at. Like, looking back at it now, it was really, really pretty fucking stupid, like, what I did 
with um mm-hmm. i can cuss right a little bit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah you can cuss yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're all we're all friends here yeah no i think, <laughs> I think it was like pretty crazy just because like taking that risk and making that leap of faith like is, was like really crazy thing about it now mm-hmm. yeah um yeah like i always just like keep i always just kind of shut them out shut them down or shut them out or they just don't even like continue the conversation to entertain it i just kind of like yeah okay and then just walk away and i did that for like two years pretty much mm-hmm. and then i got into a lot of like um like wedding photography and that helped me um and i was also working at uh probably the worst one of the worst jobs ever but i worked at uh, ups for five years oh, oh shit. i was working like the night shift so i was doing that and then trying to do like photography and like trying to like book weddings and stuff just so i can get out of debt yeah yeah um, so that took like five years to get out of debt so Holy shit. yeah it took yeah. a really long time um like so, what like your your like resume must be so interesting to look at it's like <laughs> it's like ups wedding photographer fashion photographer yeah has physics degree like that's pretty <laughs> yeah so rainer wh- yeah. when did you when did you move to toronto and like wh- what what made you make that decision so um i moved in 2015 so um oh, wow. my um so our like the business name that um i do fashion photography under is carlos elise and elise is my fiance her name's actually Brittany. Mm-hmm. but we met in toronto in 2012 or in, in winnipeg in 2012 and she was a photographer and i was a photographer so we're like okay let's like join forces so Damn. we decided to do toronto because um there like there is no opportunities in winnipeg um other yeah. than weddings which that whole industry is very saturated already um, yeah there's nothing there's no room for commercial or no room for fashion or any of that stuff and um, yeah. the jump between going from winnipeg to say new york or london is too big of a jump so we figured we'll do toronto first as kind of our um our middle ground so that we can get accustomed to like working with bigger teams working with bigger clients working with um you know stylists like there's no stylists in winnipeg you know so yeah mm-hmm. you don't really hear of us i feel like everyone just says they're a stylist but they're not really like real yeah. Stylists, yeah. yeah so we figured yeah. toronto would be a good uh good place for us to kind of um i guess get your get your footing in yeah and just kind of incubate a little bit and get better and improve mm-hmm. you know yeah that's so true winnipeg is very small opportunities yeah. kind of low yeah and it's pretty crazy now because being in toronto for five years you realize that like toronto is really small and the opportunities aren't as <laughs> big either so yeah that could also mean wow. that you're outgrowing the city you know like your yeah. your dreams and your success they're, they're they're just too big for where you are for sure yeah and we've, we're definitely yeah. like really feeling that like a lot of the opportunities we have i guess we can talk about that later too about like uh, what it's mm-hmm. actually like to be um uh, like a full-time photographer here but in short, that was kind of the journey, and then you just kind of like put our head down and work and work and work and work. Hmm. Well, like, at what point did you like think like this? This is like my 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 one hundred percent career. Like, like to just you know just because like you know like when you were a wedding photographer, you said you were working at UPS on the side just to get out of debt. Mm-hmm. But like at that point, were you already like one hundred percent? This is what I'm going to do for the rest. For I guess you know up until now, I don't want to say rest of yeah. life, but. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, hmm. I don't think so. I, I just said, why not? I think that was kind of yeah. the biggest thing that kind of inspired me. I don't know if you guys remember in like 2011 with, uh, do you guys watch basketball 
at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't. Yeah. But yeah, Aaron, Aaron, yeah. you got yes, it. Yes, I do. Do you remember when Derek? <laughs> do you remember when Derek Rose won the MVP? And yeah, he was, like, he, he was the youngest. Yeah, and he was like, "Why not? Like, why can't I be the best basketball player in the world? Like, why not?" I was like, "You know what? That's so. That makes so much sense. Like, why not? Why can't I do this? Why can't this be something?" Mm-hmm. I Holy shit! So, so that was like kind of a thing too, where I just really started thinking. It's like, why not? Um, but as as for the thing about like, it's something I want to do. That was it. It was just like, let's just see how far we can take it. And I think that's kind mm-hmm. of where I'm still at right now. It's like, I don't think I've taken this as far as I, ca- I can. Like, I think yeah. there's mm-hmm. so much more uh, to do and so much more to accomplish, so much more to like, conquer. So this is, Holy crap. you know what I mean? So I think it's just a whole process of seeing this through to the end, you know? And then at the yeah. end of it, if it's like, okay, I feel like this is the end and it's not something I want to keep doing, then I have no problem like trying something else you know yeah like I've, i feel like that's very yeah sorry go ahead like i just feel like um just throughout my journey like i i was super into dancing i was super into powerlifting i was super into like photography i was super into this other thing like mm-hmm. it's so it wouldn't be too difficult to transition to something else if i wanted to or if i needed to mm-hmm. yeah 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 i feel like that's very much this our kind of adrian aaron and i's mindset with this podcast you know like Again, like this thing, like, you know, we started it because it was a school project and we kept it, we kept going with it because, you know, I wanted a good grade and all that stuff. But, you know, now that, you know, school's done, you know, graduated, we, I guess, Aaron, like you and I could literally, at any time, we could literally just walk away from this podcast, from like taking photos and stuff or like, you know, like nothing's really keeping us here anymore. But I feel like, you know, like it's because like, you know, yeah, we, we haven't, we don't think we've seen the end of of it you know yeah. like we we still have the energy to keep going with it yeah. and i feel like that's why it's still growing so and i think you guys yeah, are very cool you definitely need to like keep this up because i think you guys are very important like there needs to be um some kind of voice in the filipino community uh especially in winnipeg like i think that's why i reached out to you guys was that um since uh we left nobody's ever really like wanted what we wanted as much as we did everybody was just kind of like oh I'll just dabble in photography nobody ever really like believed in it and like pushed a little mm. bit more and it kind of got me a little bit sad like where are the you know like i would assume that people have seen the successes we're having leaving winnipeg that they would want to follow and they would want to try and do it as well mm-hmm. and i mm-hmm. i'm not seeing that so it was just kind of like discouraging so like if there's any way like i i really really want to help out anybody any creative that like would want to pursue yeah. it like this and pursue it to its fullest not just mm-hmm. dabbling, you know, because there's a lot like as I mean, for Filipinos, we're so good at uh, a lot of things. So we tend to yeah. dabble yeah. in this, dabble in that, dabble in this other thing. Right. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah, just like for you guys, it'd be really amazing just to just keep inspiring, keep pushing people and just like, I don't know, highlighting what other like, Filipinos from Winnipeg have accomplished so that, yeah, that like, people can know it's possible. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's so great that you say like that there's so many Filipinos who are just dabbling because I feel like that was really the audience that I had in mind. It was like it was always um, Filipino boys with a side hustle. You know, they were they would always like focus on school, focus on engineering or being a healthcare aide. But then they would they would go to dance after they would go to like, you know, um, to PCCM to do like folkorama or, you know, like the, the things that they liked doing. It was always just like they were just dabbling in it. It was like a hobby yeah. or a side yeah. thing. 
Yeah. Yeah, they they didn't take it. They didn't want to pursue it much more than than that. Yeah, it's just like so silly because like I don't understand why we are such in a rush to get our life going. Like to mm-hmm. be honest, um, okay, you graduate high school, eighteen, then you go to nursing or whatever for four years, and you really want your life to start at 22 and then you have a girlfriend and then you like date for a little while or whatever or boyfriend and you get married at like 26 27 and then you have kids like is that what you want your life to be like that's kind of it and then you work your nine to five job like mm-hmm. you people need to realize that you can take breaks like you can jump into school whenever you want you can become you can you can become a nurse in your 30s you can become whatever like a chef in your 30s like you know, engineer in your, like, 40s. Like, it doesn't really matter. Like, I don't understand why yeah. we're crunching a timeline so much and we're such in a hurry to grow up when really, like, we yeah. can spend more time, like, exploring and trying those things out that, you know, that we, like, other th- we wouldn't have do, we wouldn't do otherwise because we think we need to have a career right away. Yeah. Yeah, like, I feel like a lot of us are raised to, I feel like, I don't even think raised is the right word, but, like, I feel like at a young age, you kind of get into your head like, oh, I want to be married by 25 or like by 26. And you kind of just plan your life up until like after college, after marriage. And then the rest, but there's still like a good like 60 years left after you're 25. That's, yeah. Um, So, um, and I think I, I was watching this girl on YouTube where she was saying like, a lot of people don't plan, they're not planning to live past 40 because they're like pretty much, assuming that half their life is going to be like you know like the, the like 25 like that's that's pretty much half of your life you got to live everything up until 25 and then kind of whatever else happens happens and then you die but then uh a lot of i think this this book it's called i plan to die at 120 so it's thinking about thinking about you know being super old you know if you have 120 years you're only like 20 percent of the way yeah. to 120 and if, so yeah. like it's really lengthening that timeline for yourself and i think a lot of people just don't haven't experienced enough to really truly know what they want. I think, mm. um, you know, you can't really decide what you want for the rest of your life when you're 18. Like that makes zero sense. Like, yeah. Zero sense. Yeah. You know, literally like you're still a child. Like you haven't, it's not fully <laughs> developed. Like you haven't seen shit. Like you haven't explored anything. You haven't, most people haven't even traveled. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you're going to, there's so much to the world that like you can't make decisions that grand or that big to like decisions of like what you're going to do for the rest of your life without knowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's true. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I think that's definitely like that resonates with me so much just because like I graduated college universities, like technically like two weeks ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> Congrats, but yeah. Thank you, thank you. It feels very nice, um, but it's also very weird. I feel like an alien, like in this, because you know, for so, for so long, I feel like school is your goal, or like you have just one goal, you know. And yeah. then now that you're, you're you you've completed that one goal, it's like, oh, what's 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 next? Yeah. Obviously, it's a little bit of a different time because we're in, we're still kind of in a we're kind of we're still in a pandemic. Yeah. Um. So obviously, like, there's not a lot of room for me to to really consider, like, oh, like, what's after? What's after? What's after? You know? Yeah. But it is, it is, yeah, I feel like I don't know enough yet. And I don't, I kind of don't know what's next. So I think it's really great that you say that we got to experience more to really know what we want. Mm-hmm. So, For real. Dope. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, can you talk a little bit about how you started getting to, I, we didn't talk about this, but um, like, what did, like, how did you start um, getting your photography to really take off? You know, like you said, you've worked with Al Canada, Hudson's Bay. Yeah. How do you get opportunities like that? Um, you know how um, a lot of people just do fun shoots and they just grab, yeah. model, grab whatever and then you post it on Instagram? Pretty much that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just did a lot of free shoots where we're just experimenting, practicing, and then you just um, post it on Instagram. You um, make sure you like it'll attract certain people and then you work with those people and then you create work that like you know other it'll attract other people other set of eyes or like you know who's who hires certain artists so you kind of gauge you know it's a little bit more like strategic about who you work with and the kind of work Mm -hmm. you produce but essentially doing a lot of free shoots a lot of experimenting just posting and then reaching out that's pretty yeah like our um i guess our big break was um we um we did videos for Hudson's Bay for 2017 so crazy 2017 is when we did it and then what why that happened was we um we were just like okay a lot of photographers here aren't doing video and everybody knows that video is like the future and everybody's been saying the video is the future and nobody wanted to do it like a lot of photographers are like I'm not going to learn that that's not my job or I'm not mm-hmm. going to do x y and z because like that's not me or I'm too old. I don't want to learn this program with this. And we were kind of like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, let's just, let's learn. Like, why not? You know, like things Mm -hmm. that other people aren't willing to do. So we started dabbling in a little bit of video. And then Amal reached out to us being like, hey, cool videos. But do you have anything of like a girl twirling and smiling and a little bit more uplifting? And then we were like, no, but we can get one to you by Wednesday. And we were out of town and we were like, it was like the weekend and we had, we had like a day to do it. So we grabbed the model, Holy grabbed shit. a friend that was like a um, haired makeup artist. We went to like Topshop and the Bay and Zara and just bought clothes, uh, which we returned afterwards. Um, but we bought clothes. <laughs> <and> we <just laughs> That's how you do it sometimes. That's Holy most shit. times. And then we just styled it ourselves yeah. and then we like shot this video and then it was, um, <laughs> we did it to like, like the model we got was super quirky and super fun. So she was just kind of going ape shit and it was like it looked really fun but it wasn't to the brief and okay mm-hmm. and i used um a remix of milkshake by Kalise. so smart i, I don't think song. i don't think that was the vibe that the mall was going for so we we, we were like you know what, fuck it let's just send it to the mall see what they say so mm-hmm. the mall didn't hire us because it was a little bit too crazy for them i think they were expecting it to be light and airy and like friendly and whatever but we posted on Instagram anyways, and, like, a lot of people liked it, and a lot of people, like, um, it got a lot of people's attention. And mm-hmm. that's how um, the creative director or art director at Hudson's Bay found us and decided to, like, take us in. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. That's wild. And, yeah. That's... So you, it was just through Instagram? Through Instagram, yeah. And it, when, uh, I guess, it was, yeah, 2015. So I guess Holy what a lot shit. of people would do, would, they would shoot something and then wait three months for like a publication or online magazine we publish it and then they'll post it and we were like mm-hmm. what bucket like let's shoot it and then edit it overnight next day let's post it like let's just like do it Holy like shit. That, just so that we could like be faster than everybody else and like if what person yeah. does one shoot a month we're gonna do five we're gonna do six we're gonna do seven <sighs> so we kind of just like we pretty much outworked everybody outworked outsmarted everybody found something that nobody was doing um, and just kind of like sucked it up and like learned how to do that. We invested in the things like 
we needed a new computer we invested in it we needed a gimbal we invested in it you know mm-hmm. like that's a that's the thing sorry like i'm just keep rambling but that's a cool thing about once um you get into debt and you pay it off you're not really scared of debt again so you can kind of true, wow like um so i'm not scared of debt so if i need to invest in something if i need to borrow money to invest in something like a piece of equipment i'm like not that scared to do it because i know i can get out of it i've done it before i can get out mm-hmm. of it um got to yeah. it again got out of it got into it again got out of it so it's like yeah not a big deal so we made those investments we were just kind of like fearless you know wow well that is incredible it is like incredible so, that's so funny because like we literally our most recent episode is about saving <laughs> yeah and <laughs> to like, hear Rainer like, oh. go through that is just yeah <laughs> yeah honestly with that being said though it's like i had a strategy with it it wasn't like mm-hmm. i was just oh this is kind of cool i'll do this it's like oh this mm-hmm. is I mean, I could have gone about it a little bit smarter. Like, I could have rented. I could have borrowed. But, yeah. I mean, it's it's paid off, you know? Yeah. I mean, they're yeah, amazing like, to pay off, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy, honestly. Like, see, like this is why I feel like, like Aaron and I, as soon as you reached out, like, and, and Adrian, of course. I also didn't mention where Adrian is, but um, he was called into work. And, um, you know, his, his like, the restaurant he works at... Um, yeah, they just recently opened Marigold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he had to he had, he had to take the opportunity to go back to work. So um, Adrian, if you're listening, you know we love you. And also, <laughs> so weird to record without him too. Oh, sorry. Um, just to add to that, like, so after the Hudson's Bay, then um, we got um, we got asked about um, what do you call that for winners? So we do the ads for winners also and Marshalls and Indigo. Wow. Wow. So we've kind of like cornered the um, Canadian retail space. Wow. And then That's you said you, you work with like the creative director of these places. Our director. And, and, um, director. Our director. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. And this is, these are jobs crazy. that you only really hear about on like in the movies. Yeah. And you don't really, <laughs> you know, like, you know, like, you know, I've never met anyone who knows like the art director or the creative director or like the, director of photography of anything so this is just very like wild to me yeah (laughs) it sounds very new it's definitely a a world that people don't really know about like nobody really goes goes to school for these jobs or i mean Mm. you can sort of like that's all kind of an offshoot of graphic design but i mean there's opportunities are so limited in winnipeg that is definitely yeah yeah yeah, like, do you think that your career would have taken off the way it did if you stayed? Like, what, like, what, like, if you had to imagine not leaving Winnipeg, like, can you, do you have like maybe like a roadmap in your head of how it might have looked like if you just kept doing photography here in Winnipeg? Oh, uh, legit, I would go back to school. I would have gone back to school and like, damn, yeah, just done. Interesting. Yeah, Winnipeg's just too small. Yeah, I think too small at this point. I feel like they're yeah. gonna, they're, it'll grow. I feel, I feel like they're they're definitely growing. But definitely, yeah, definitely, like, if you're moving too fast, you got to, yeah. I feel like, yeah, you got to bounce. And I feel like you made a good decision for yourself. And I think for Winnipeg, it's very good for incubating. Like, I think it could be a lot better at incubating. Um, mm-hmm. But when it comes to actually having an industry of its own, it's really difficult when the city is really small. And if you just think about the population that lives in Winnipeg, it's a lot of very, like, it's not very creative. Or I think we were discussing mm-hmm. this before. It's like, the people who live in Winnipeg aren't really quick to spend their money on anything creative, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so um, it's very difficult to do it, and I, don't, mm-hmm. I can't really see it unless there's a big change in the attitudes of normal people, which it's not going to happen in the foreseeable future. Uh, it's going to be really difficult to really um, pursue something like that in Winnipeg. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. one thing you see in Winnipeg growing is like barbers and stuff, but like you don't really see a lot of people supporting local. True. Yeah. True. It's very. I feel like we're kind of getting a taste of that now. Like, like yeah. we were like right. Like we literally started selling masks today, so it's mm-hmm. interesting to see. Like, I, I for some reason I thought this would be a lot faster of a process, but it's like more. It's like it's good, but it's like hmm, I thought like that the, the you know the talk and the hype was mm-hmm. a lot better than like the very initial result, which I'm very surprised mm-hmm. by. Yeah, again, it's this, like, people will be quick to support, but are they supporting with their wallet? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't really know. Yeah. I want to go back to just one, like, that was, I guess, to just to, like, maybe just get some perspective on this. But how is your relationship with your parents, um, I guess, after you started, you know, booking these really pristine, pristine jobs, you know, like, do, are they, like, very excited? Do they still want you to go back to school? Um. Like, what are their, how do they, how do you guys communicate now that you've kind of made it in the photography game? Um, honestly, it's so much better. I think for, for families, if um, they want the best for you, you know what I mean? So if yeah. uh, my parents can see that I'm supporting myself and I'm having, you know, I'm comfortable, uh, I'm not struggling, I'm in a good mental space, they're, they're fine. I think they were just really worried that I was going to, like most parents, they're just worried that, that you know you're, you're making the right decisions for your future and i think i made it pretty mm-hmm. clear that i'm doing really well and i'm doing fine so for them they've for sure eased up by a lot uh yeah but it's, mm-hmm. it's always really fun though because like i like it's not so much now but maybe like a year or two ago if we're in like paris or if we're in new york i'd like facetime my parents without even telling them that i went i'm just like oh check it out i'm actually in paris right now <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sad. I'm in LA right now. That is crazy. And it's just kind of like just to show them that you know what, like I'm traveling the world and I'm doing fine, and like you know, you don't have to worry about me. Yeah. Oh my God, Aaron, we got to move. We're moving to Toronto. <laughs> We're gonna do our podcast in Toronto now. It's official. I think. Yeah. Parents are just scared to see you like not do well, right? They just want you to do well. Yeah, they just want you to. Honestly, like they just want you to do better than they did, and they don't want mm. they don't want um, you to struggle like they did. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Damn, yeah. So like, if the, the older I get, I'm starting to see their perspective on things as well. It's just that yeah. you know what they're not trying to crush your dreams. It's not that they don't believe in you. Is that mm-hmm. it's like they just don't want you to go through the stuff that they have. You know, because like think wow. about our parents moving from because my parents came from Philippines, then Saudi Arabia, then Dubai, then back to the Philippines, mm-hmm. and then here. And it's like all the stuff that they've gone through and all like the, like the shitty jobs they need to have and like, you know, coming to a new, even like, sorry, like coming to a new country multiple times. It's like you lose all your friends, the opportunities you have, and then you don't even speak language sometimes, you know, it's very difficult and they don't want their kids to do that. Yeah. yeah. Or go through that, sorry. Mm-hmm. yeah I guess that's true like I feel like it, it was it's very easy for I guess a lot of young Filipinos who who I feel like at a young age if you're very in, in, if you're into something that your parents don't necessarily it's not su- that they don't support but that maybe don't understand yeah 
you kind of start labeling yourself. Uh, you, you, you kind of start kind of creating that narrative in your head that, oh, they don't support me. And then you get it into your head that they think you're rebellious or like, yeah. yeah. So it, it does like that, that narrative does kind of, um, it hurts the, that the relationship between you and your parents. But at the end of the day, I feel like, like communicate, like we, I think, I think more Filipino parents and, um, and their kids who want to pursue these opportunities, I think just need to communicate better about, um, I guess what they really want, you know, like they're like, no one's ever trying to step on you or yeah. make you feel bad about wanting something. But it's, again, it's those, those, those fears of uncertainty that really gets, that really make parents do things that don't, don't necessarily come out the best, you know, like it's like having good intentions, but bad delivery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, but in the end, like you're, for lack of a better word, your 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 gamble, your your bet on photography and like what you, on the things that you wanted to do was worth it because um and you made it worth it. Yeah, I made I so. made it like I made it work, and I think it's not so much about gambling on photography; it's just gambling on myself. You know, like I yeah. mm-hmm. I've gone I've had to learn so many more skills. I had to grow so much more just to, to make this work. Like mm-hmm. there's so much work outside of photography and a lot of growth and development in myself as a person that helped me get that you know what I mean so yeah I think mm-hmm. another thing we have to realize too is our parents have been watching us for 18 19 20 years right so mm-hmm. they know when you're serious yeah. about something they know when your heart's in it they know when you're working hard right so mm-hmm. again it's one of those things where some people want to do something just to be rebellious but you need to kind of have need to have a plan with it too and you need to be you need to show your parents that you have the track record of working hard with it or the track record that like, you know, if I put my head to something, I can accomplish X, Y, and Z. And I find that mm-hmm. if you have, if the proof is there, it's going to be a lot easier for your parents to trust you, right? Yeah. yeah. That's so true. Um, what advice do you have for someone who wants to get into your, like to kind of follow your footsteps, kind of be like you, you know, like steps for, I guess, moving or um, pursuing a, like a creative job, you know, especially in fashion, like, yeah. you know, in case, you know, someone on this podcast wants to move to Toronto, me or Aaron, you know, if you want to pursue <laughs> a job in fashion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How can, how, do, how can, um, you know, Winnipeggers like get into the same position as you are? Um, hey, um, when you guys went to Maples, did you guys still, was there, um, a chem teacher or math teacher who looked like Richard Gere. Richard. Hey, I never took science. Um, uh, yeah. Mr. Gatsky, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, yeah. <laughs> I went back to there and like at, like after we graduated, like the first year back, I was like, hey, do you have any advice for um for us in university, right? And he was like, mm-hmm. know everything, you'll be fine. Um, and that's I've kind uh-huh. of like kind of taken up that as kind of like something that stuck with me is that know everything like if you mm-hmm. want to get into this um especially when it comes to um for fashion or anything like that go do your research like know who the designers are know who shoots for what know who the makeup artists are who the stylists are who are the models that are walking the shows who is the creative director who was the creative director where did they go to like know everything because the more you know mm, the wow. better you know and then with photography, know what every single camera does, know what every, like, you know, lens does, know, like, know what the lights do, know, yeah, know everything and you'll be fine. Because um, that way, like, you know, if, you, if you're if you going in blind, there's zero fucking chance. Like, you can get lucky. Yeah. 
yeah shoot but like you if you know everything it'll help you out and you can go so much further and like um you you can relate to more people you can talk to um when you moved here i was able to talk to stylists because i knew other stylists that i admired and looked up to and then we related on that and i knew um the makeup artist for chanel makeup artist for prada and being like oh hey makeup artist have you seen this and this person and it like was able to like i was able to connect with a broader group of people mm-hmm. um and yeah and then once you know everything once you know a lot of things you could always pull references pull inspiration right and then you also know which direction to go which direction not to go right mm-hmm. yeah. i think if people want to really get into this industry is like find the people that are doing what you want to do mm-hmm. really realize if you want to do it is it really worthwhile try to like shift through all the bullshit because yeah to be real like there's a lot of photographers on instagram that uh, a lot of uh, people look up to but nobody hires them uh they're not making a living they're you know they're popular on social media but nobody cares you know what i mean yeah. and there's people with 300 followers who just shot the dior 2020 campaign you know what i mean so really yeah really yeah. like pay attention to see who's actually doing what like go to models.com look up um the campaign or the ads that you like and see who those people are follow them check out their work and then see if you can kind of get your work into a similar vibe or like similar space like what i used to do was i used to take um our images and put it right beside the images that i aspire it to be and you can tell right away like if there's an image from vogue and there's an image that you took if you put it side by side you can tell where you need to improve what you need to do better on like it's very yeah. clear or if you can tell that you're too off or like you're being too extra or you're not being enough or you're retouching too much you know you can like see it very clear if you put things side by side and i think you mm-hmm. need to um do that it's like look at the work you want to do and um the work you want to create and the brands you want to work for put all that stuff beside your work and see where what the difference is see what what's missing what could be improved what's the same and take stock of what you're doing right you know mhm Mm-hmm. No, that's great advice. Yeah, and just like I guess on the, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, it's just like yeah, just do a lot of research. Know exactly like, and obviously it can all change, right? Like mm-hmm. if you um, directions change all the time. Like Gucci ten years ago looks different from Gucci now. Louis Vuitton now looks mm-hmm. different from Louis Vuitton back then, right? So mm-hmm. and then Chanel still looks like Chanel. Um, but uh, <laughs> besides the point, um. But like, you know, just pick one and start, and then you could always tweak later. Very good advice. Oh my god! Yes. Now, th- like this, honestly, makes me want to, like, obviously, um, this season of the Pokey Project is like wrapping in like, like two weeks now, Aaron, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. We've been going at it this long, but it makes me want to look at podcasts and or like Instagram accounts that you know I I that I think that, you know, we, we want to be like, or, you know, like, cause we always want to talk, we, we're thinking about, you know, the future of, you know, how are we even going to do this another season? Are we going to just like the future? And it makes me want to really evaluate and see what, what we actually want this thing to look like. What do we want this thing to be like? So, yeah, I think um, yeah. for you guys, what you guys can really do too, is that whatever you guys are doing now, I highly encourage you guys to just go deeper with it. Like if you're going to do mm-hmm. fashion, like get to know fashion even deeper, you know, like, 
Yeah. yeah. Look at all the different brands and like experiment with your style, experiment and play around. Like, yeah, find inspiration in Paris, find inspiration in like London, in New York, and just incorporate that. Because I think people in Winnipeg need to be able to see that, right? Like, I know yeah. that I know everybody just look is looking up to streetwear, but like, I mean, we could do different things. Like, it's streetwear isn't the end all be all, right? Like, we can play around mm-hmm. with tailoring, we can play around with minimalism, we can play around with maximalism. We could be a little bit more um more showy you can be more simple like there's so many different things yeah and I, yeah i definitely highly encourage you guys to just like go deeper with what you guys are doing first before you think about um you think about the next thing just whatever you do it mm-hmm. just scratch a little bit deeper or like dig a little bit deeper um yeah they call me mr tibbs Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Pokey Project podcast. Rainer, thank you so much for joining us and just, yes. just you know, inspiring us because, you know, it's you don't you rarely hear back from people who leave Winnipeg and pursue you know, these crazy dreams. And um, just goes to show, I'm, I'm, I'm very hopeful that when people hear this episode, that they're inspired to do, to take leaps the way you have. So just thank you so much for joining us. Where can our listeners find you um, on Instagram or on social, just anywhere? Uh, our Instagram is... Um at Carlos Elise. Uh, I guess you can post it in your show notes or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that probably is the best place to find me and my work. Yeah, he also does really good um, like burger videos on his personal Instagram. Uh, and I'll put that in the show notes as well. Yeah. But um, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at Patrizzi. You can follow me on Instagram, Aaron Amato with a zero. And Adrian.ciapno is, um, yeah, again, at work. But um, you know, you know how to follow him. Anyways, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the podcast. And we will catch you in the next one. Thanks so much. Peace. Bye.